the realest real estate podcast out. You are now listening to the Rhythm of Real Estate Podcast with your host, DeAndre Levarity. Jeez, this guy's really into real estate. Real estate, huh? What do you think about the market, huh? Well, if you look at the absorption rate, and compare that to the year-over-year in emerging markets, and then compare that to the economic indicators such as job growth, you'll get a real clear picture. Jeez, this guy's really into real estate. Which brings me to the more interesting aspect of the current real estate market investment side of things, which is what they call the build to rent market. And what's interesting about this market actually is you could really identify the front runners in the market whenever there's a shift and the shift has happened and it's happening really quickly and it's taking a really hard punch at the established way of investing in real estate, if you will. So what do I mean by that? 10 years ago, investors bought all the foreclosures they could buy. I mean, you had companies like Berkshire Hathaway come in and buy a thousand houses on in any given town at any given time uh, for, you know, literally pennies on the dollar. And it was a great investment strategy. They could get really uh, desirable properties, very cheap and not pay very much for them. What we're seeing now is that rather than buying older established or pre-built homes, investors are opting to actually go into buying brand new homes. And there are a couple of reasons for this. So what we're seeing uh, throughout the country is a, a lot of investment happening right now going into this uh, built-to-rent market. So before we get too deep into it, what is the built-to-rent market? Well, built-to-rent is exactly what it sounds like. They build these homes and they build them with the expressed intention of renting these homes. And... I'm not talking about apartment buildings. We've seen a lot of those go up over the last five years in a lot of metro areas. I'm talking about single family homes that they're building in single family home communities. Um, and they're popping up all over, specifically in the southeast and uh, actually the southwest as well in Texas and Arizona. You're seeing a lot of that investment take place. So why is that? What, what is causing this shift? Well, there are a few things. One, the, the race to the top of the peak, the pricing peak, if you will, for residential home prices across the country has made investors very uninterested in investing in the market. I mean, when the margins shrink and people are becoming more and more competitive for less and less profit, innovation kicks in. And what we saw just a few years ago start to happen was that these investors who uh, got in early and amassed enough of a, a portfolio and catalog started to sell off their properties uh, by the bunch to second and third generation investors who wanted to realize some of the capitalization or wanted to buy in on the cash flow, uh, whatever the reason. And what they did was really interesting. They took that profit and they shifted it from the existing home market to the, to the new home market, but they didn't 
invest specifically in apartment complexes. And we see these beautiful apartment complexes all throughout the country with the amenities. You got amenities like pools and tennis courts and bidets and some of these things. I mean, it's some of these things can get really pricey. And what these investors decided was, you know, I really liked the way things were going with my home portfolio. I had four or 5,000 single family homes. I was making great money. I sold off half the catalog. We had a great profit margin because we bought them early and we were able to let them go after fixing them up and getting them on a good rental track record. So we proved the profitability in these assets. Now, what we decided to do is take these assets sell them off, take the cash, and because the asset class that we're most interested in, single-family homes, had such a small margin, we decided, let's just go ahead and buy in on new home building. So they partner with landowners and builders, and you have the end buyer who essentially is going to uh, take these homes off of the builder's hands and run them as they were before. The only difference is now they have a brand new home that commands higher rents, has a tremendously low maintenance cost. I mean, imagine, right, it's a brand new house. You don't have to worry about a roof or any of the things that typically come uh, 15, 20 years down the line. Instead, they can focus on maximizing profits and still command the amount of rent that the market will bear. So great ideas, great strategy, and really a great opportunity. And we've just been seeing that kind of explode and bubble up uh, all throughout Florida. In fact, there's a company out there in Florida now that is looking to raise, I think, $100 million. And this is such a big thing that they're actually taking non-accredited money. So if you are into crowdfunding, if you've ever had a GoFundMe, it's similar to that in the sense that if you're interested in the project, they're looking to build, I think it's a thousand homes or uh, something along that line. And uh, throughout Florida, they want $100 million to do it. And the intention is not to build these homes and put them on the real estate market and try to get the top dollar. But instead, they want to build these homes and they want to rent these homes and they want to rent these homes for top dollar. Now, why do you think that market has opened up so wide in the last few years? Well, going back to our last conversation, because things have changed so drastically in the real estate market as a whole, especially on the consumer side of things, we see that prices are so high, debt in this country is so high that affording a mortgage, let alone qualifying for a mortgage, is out of range for many millennials. At the same time, I mean, you can't stay in college mode forever, right? So staying in the, the dormitory life or a dormitory mentality is um, not ideal, after a certain age, once your life starts to evolve, have kids, you have a significant other, you want to get married, create a family, and you want a space to do that. And sometimes, as cool as these apartment complexes are, 
they're just not the most ideal space to raise a family. And I think anybody would agree that having a yard and having your own home space to make noise and to not have to deal so much with the tensions of neighbors surrounding you above, below, to the left and the right, down the hall and different cultural clashes and just a lot of reasons why raising a family in an apartment complex, no matter how nice it is, is not ideal for families. And we're seeing that millennials are now at the age where we're all getting married. We're all uh, looking for the next step in life. And we talked before about how home ownership used to be a marker of adulthood or uh, of, of progress in life in this country. However, now what we're seeing is that matriculating through life is about the experience. So what the millennial generation is opting for and buying into is saying, listen, I prefer to rent for a number of reasons, the flexibility. I don't necessarily know if I want to stay here for 30 years, right? This isn't the old generation where people had the same job for 30 years or 50 years and they lived in the same town with the same people and it's not the same anymore. So people are moving around. Uh, you may have a job that requires you in one location for five years and then you find an opportunity and you need to go in a whole different direction. Now I have clients who have property in the Midwest. They live here in Boston and Getting that property sold during the transition is always a little bit difficult, right? If you're not there hands-on, uh, sometimes it can be a little time-consuming. Uh, and, you know, as long as you own it, you pay and incur all the costs. So that's not ideal for everybody. So that's one of the big reasons why the build-to-rent market is seeing so much attention on the consumer end of things, right? I mean, you get the home atmosphere, single family home, and we're talking, you know, three bed, two bath, four bed, three bath, nice homes, brand new homes, uh, competitive rental prices. So the same amount that you would pay for the old house down the road, you're paying maybe 5% more and you have brand new appliances. Plus you're covered with a management company that's taken care of. So you have that, that sort of concierge feel if you will, but still the exclusivity of the single family home. So it's very attractive to a lot of people. And that's one of the reasons why I think if you're an investor and you're a passive investor, you may want to look into this direction. I know that in the last few years, the multifamily market has been really getting a lot of push. There are a lot of big time investors out there who are very excited and rightfully so. I mean, there have been a ton of building for that. But I'm thinking now that the market is shifting in a direction where we may be able to catch up and get ahead of the next shift that is coming into this country uh, and really around the world. I mean, we're seeing building build to rent homes going berserk in places like Australia. And with some of the housing projects they just had in China, some of the towns, I mean, I think they call them ghost towns over there. There are whole towns that are, you know, have these huge apartment buildings and condos. And it's like Miami in the 80s. I mean, nobody is buying these things for some reason. And 
part of the reason I believe is that no one can buy these things. I mean, we're at the top of everybody's budget at this point, and even the rich people are losing ground. You can see that in the home sales. Luxury home sales are suffering more than any, any part of the market. When you look at what's happening to these multi-million dollar homes that are sitting on the market, not 180 days, they're sitting on the market 300 days. They're going through two and three and four realtors just to find a deal, and they're bringing the prices down and down and down. So that has happened already. That has happened. It's continuing to happen. That is what's called a market correction. What I want you to pay attention to now for those who own their own homes or are interested in purchasing a, a home in the near future, look at how these new rental options affect the value of your home. Because once the buyer pool is weakened and the it becomes more of a buyer's market, what we'll see is that even the existing homes that are trying to sell for legitimate reasons, people sell homes every day for different reasons, moving, downsizing, changes in the family, whatever the case is, we're going to see that that's going to have a real impact on the actual value of the home. Another reason why, if you are thinking of selling, if you are thinking of moving to the next phase of your life, this may be the last call for all people looking to win. And the reason I say that is because, unfortunately, the, the cards are stacked against you. I mean, you have so much pressure from so many different angles. And exactly what happened 10 years ago when institutions, I mean, when I say investors, I'm not talking about, you know, your friend down the street or the guy you met at the bar. I'm talking about these institutions, these huge companies, you know, funded by hedge fund money and run by guys who do nothing but calculate and gamble all day. Well, those are the people who I'm talking about that are putting up large sums of money. I just told you about a $100 million raise that uh, the company in, in Florida is looking to do. You got another company called Toll Brothers. They just uh, committed $60 million to a project, uh, a joint venture project with another company to build these homes. So this money is getting moved and it's getting moved fast. And it's largely due to where we are in, in the market. Now, when we look at a few things that caused foreclosures, like the economic stability of the country, I must say that given the numbers we have available to us, because the job numbers are looking so good, it's highly unlikely that foreclosures are going to spike anytime soon. I mean, we don't have these, we don't have a, a huge number of terrible loans floating out there and we don't have uh, a lot of unqualified people in homes right now because after the last crisis, everybody got so strict and the banks required so much documentation and they still require a lot of documentation to actually qualify for these homes. So it's very unlikely that there's going to be a big spike in these foreclosures. And that's the way these investors are thinking, not what's happening now, but how what is happening now will affect 
what will happen tomorrow and next year and next decade. If you are looking to maintain value in your home, now may be a really good time to start evaluating some of the characteristics of your home that make it special because Obviously, there's going to be some downside. There's not going to be these charming homes. If you are in a place where there are beautiful Victorians like we have here in Boston, that's something that these new homes won't really be able to compete with when it comes to character and charm. So start to work on uh, bringing that character back to life. Definitely, if you own a portfolio of homes that are older and you need to compete with these build-to-rent market builders, then I'd suggest upgrading appliances, uh, things like uh, working on curb appeal, and really make the home modern and feel modern. Blow out some of those walls. People don't necessarily like a separate kitchen and living room. They like it to be open and flowy. If yours is not open and flowy, it may be time to call in the contractors. So there are still things you can do to compete. I don't want to seem as if I'm approaching this from a doom and gloom kind of mentality, but I would like you to see the shift that's happening uh, for buyers, for current landlords, and uh, for landowners. I mean, if you own land, if your family owns land and you're not doing anything with it, now might be a good time to reach out to me and I can connect you with some of these builders who are putting up tons of money for these for these properties because they know the returns that they're going to get. One of the great things about this market is a lot of the buyers, if not all of the buyers, are actually already lined up even before the building even starts. So it's a really great uh, way to manage your funds, manage your money, uh, and manage the project, right? So they have set in their minds exactly how much they could spend in each market and uh, a lot of these guys are local in the sense that they're all working for very few companies and these companies are actively looking for opportunity right now. So if you do own land, especially in the southeast, southwest, um, the Midwest is a really big market right now. Anywhere there's large tracts of land and a dense population is going to be great for this. Um, so I'd love to help if I can in any way, just let me know what I can do. If you have any questions about what's going on and how you can utilize your land, or if you're looking for, uh, some advice on different companies that are raising funds and different projects that you might know about, I'd love to hear about them, share them with me, uh, in the comments and, uh, feel free to also reach out to the website. Uh, com. You can always email me, uh, business related, any email that you need to get to me at invest, I N V E S T, at currentreg.com. And I'm here for you. So that's builder, that's the build to rent market. We talked about the reasons why that market's taken off. We talked about some of the potential coming downfalls and some of the opportunities that may present themselves. So one of the problems that they're addressing is the affordability for millennials. And one of the benefits for the investor is that there's very low maintenance and they have a lot of options 
if you will, at the end of their uh, investment time frame strategy. So uh, that's all I have for you today. Next week, we will talk some more about uh, the investing market, more so on how as an individual, you can get into this market and see some of the openings that are available for you right now. So until then, have a great one.